Gay Community. In today's episode, Benjamin William Hastings from Hillsong United joins Matt McCoy to talk about his new solo album, songwriting, tips for worship leading, and a ton more. We hope you enjoy it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy, and I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com, and I'm the host of the Loop Live show. Today, we have a special guest. We've got Benjamin William Hastings. He's going to be with us today. We're going to talk about his latest solo project he did. Um, and we're also going to uh, just ask some questions about worship leading and songwriting. He's out on tour right now with uh, Tomlin and United. So maybe we'll talk a little bit, little bit about that. But if you have any questions at all while we're talking through this, wherever you're watching this video, type your questions down into the chats, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you are. And uh, maybe we'll take some live questions too. So what are we waiting for? Let's bring in Benjamin William Hastings. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? Hey, so good to see you, man. See, where in the road? Where in the world are you right now? Do you I know am what in city? A very cold Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa. Oh man, Midwest. I think Chandler called it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's good. We went out, had a coffee this morning, some Tex-Mex, and yeah. um, yeah, getting ready for tonight. I love tonight. Tex-Mex. So yeah, you guys are you guys are on the third leg of this tour. Yeah. Right. Yeah, third wow. leg. Is this, is this the final one, or do you guys think you're going to add another one? <laughs> I think this might be it. Um, yeah. No, it's been really fun. We've had a really good time. the yeah. The first two legs were incredible, and so we thought, well, why don't we just kind of keep this, keep this do thing another going. one? So we might just keep going time. forever. Well, yeah, we good. <laughs> we had a really good. The last couple of nights were really fun. We had a. Um, the where, where are we actually going to? Sorry, my my mind's already forgotten. Oh yeah, Colorado. We had like yeah. a, we had a sold out one there, which was awesome. It was just, that was awesome. really, it was really cold as well. There's something's happened in this last week where. I know it's dropped everywhere. Chicago went from like 60 degrees down to 20 overnight. Yeah. Right. I saw you guys on the Chicago stop. It was great, man. Such a good yeah. tour. And on that stop, I don't know if you've done this every night, but you played a song on your own. Oh yeah. And uh, that was, that was awesome, man. It was so good. Yeah. I think I did Homeward. Yeah, so I was doing that on the um, on the first two legs, partnering with Illuminations. I was kind yeah. of um, doing a little moment on that set to help them. But uh, but yeah, so that was really that was really fun. On this leg, I've been doing um, little like pop up car parking lot pop ups after oh, the cool. night. I'll just grab my acoustic, go out and sing some new songs off the record and some other stuff, whatever people yell. So that's yeah. been really, that's been really fun. I didn't do it the last few nights cause I was starting to lose my voice, but yeah. we had a, we had a day off yesterday. So I think I'll be good to do it tonight. Yeah. Maybe do it again. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. really fun. I remember John Foreman does those a lot from yeah. Switchfoot and people, yeah. I remember those always, the videos of that always going everywhere. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about just like your worship leading journey. When did you start leading worship and and songwriting and who was it that like inspired you? Like, how'd you get going into it? Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So there's probably t- there's kind of two different answers in that. I started worship leading at, um, Oh my God, at this church, this like small Pentecostal church in Belfast in Ireland, that's where I'm from. And, um, even though my accent's kind of a bit of everything, I don't know what, I don't know yeah. what it is, <laughs> but I am Irish. And, uh, and so I remember I, I, after I um, yeah, I got saved this church, like at like an evangelical night they were doing, I started yeah. going, and the the guy that ran the worship team was like, "Hey, like 
I hear you play some instruments. Like, what do you play? And I was like, oh, I do a bit of keys. I can sing kind of. I, I can like play guitar. He's like, okay, cool. Here's a bass. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you're going to be playing next week. So I had like a week to learn how to play the bass. And I played it wow. really bad for a couple yeah. of years as a part of this worship team. And then um, I guess through that, they started kind of giving me a go. Um, yeah. And that's really where I kind of started leading worship. I would say I probably learned to really lead worship in um, busking. Do you know what that is? Like a lot of Americans don't know that word, but. Uh, Bus- busking? Busking, like, so just like singing on the street. like. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so I did that in Ireland all the way through, like as a teenager, wow. right up through to like when I was 19 and moved to Australia. Um, wow. And that was like my job. And so I feel like that was really where I actually learned to lead worship because even though I wasn't singing worship music, you have to figure out how to like, yeah, engage people, engage them, and try yeah. to get them to give you money in like five yeah. seconds. Obviously, that's not what you're doing in, in worship. worship. Yeah, yeah. But the skills of kind of being able to yeah. um, still the engage. principles of playing in front yeah. of people. Yeah. Was people, there a worship leader like, you looked up to? Um, I mean, yeah, lots. I in a band I was in back home. Um, I was in a band with Robin Mark's son. D, he played bass in a band I was yeah. in, and so Robin, big influence. Um, oh, yeah. I loved, uh, I loved all the. I mean, I I was a teenager when Rain Collective were just getting started and their first yeah. kind of their first record, and so it's really fun now to kind of know those guys. Um, and then I loved, actually, ironically, um, I'm, when I was on holiday once with my parents, I stumbled into like a you know, like a CD shop when they existed. Yeah. And yep. uh, it was just like a like a normal CD shop. I picked up, I was going through the itches, saw this record that I thought the artwork just looked really cool. And anyway, it turns yeah. out it was a Hillsong United record. And so um, I actually just fell in love with that with that record. And so that's also- Remember what really record cool. it was? Yeah, it was Look To You. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's really cool now that I get to kind of yeah so how did that happen how did you start leading with hillsong united yeah uh so i moved you were in ireland well you were in australia playing Uh, okay when that happened i was in ireland okay i met i actually met them i had a friend of a friend who ended up getting me tickets to united night and um and i met all those guys and none of them remember me but i I remember meeting them all and it was super exciting i was like a 16 year old or something and then um and then, yeah, when I was 19, I moved out to Sydney. I did um, the Hillsong as a Bible college out there. Okay. So I did, the, I did the Bible college. And somewhere, I mean, to be honest, I was kind of at the point where I thought, I'm not really good at writing worship music. Like, this isn't my thing. And yeah. um, I was ready to kind of move on. I was going to move to Bali and just live on the beach and learn how to DJ. And yeah. <laughs> that was my plan. And um and I ended up um, it kind of through this crazy series of events. I was serving at this conference and um, I was just volunteering and I was walking this lady to her car because it was raining. And so I was just holding an umbrella, walking this lady to her car. And um, she stopped me in the middle of the street and was like, hey, do you write? And I was like, yeah, I, I do actually. And then she started kind of prophesying over me, I guess, like right there in the in the rain wow. and was, um, I think you have this calling to express deep truth 
and that's what you need to pursue. And honestly, it just was like, it felt like I was just, I knew in my heart of hearts that it was God. It was really the first time in a long time where I really felt like he'd really yeah. spoken. It was undeniable. I just felt it all, all through me. I just knew. And um, it's wow. pretty much right off, off the back of that. I ended up kind of changing my approach, I guess, to how I was writing. Cause I think up until that point, I was just trying to write songs that people could sing. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I actually really envy people that are really good at that. Um, but for me, it just didn't bring out the best in my, really in my songwriting or it didn't, it wasn't genuine. Like for, for yeah. me in, in doing that, it was like, I, I was just writing really bad versions of Ruben songs. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I um, and in the process of this, I then was like, okay, well maybe my voice in this thing is to just write songs like almost like I hit saying like love letters or like something, but kind of just like these direct things straight yeah. to God being, this yeah. is from me to him. And hopefully other people find themselves somewhere in these, in these yeah. stories or letters yeah. or whatever you want to call it. And so, um, and really out of that came a lot of songs. So the first song that I got, um, uh, well, out of that thing came a song called Captain, which which uh, was on the Hillsong United, the Empire's record. Yeah. And um, and around that time, I met my now wife, a beautiful girl, Jess, who actually grew up with all the boys. So, um, so yeah, it was kind of this crazy sort of time yeah. where all yeah. these things kind of came together. And then I just kind of find myself in the middle how of does, this world. How did Joel and the guys end up hearing Captain? I think it was through uh, our worship pastor at the church, Cass, because yeah. she, it was funny. I'd written this song and we had like a songwriting submission process, but it's yeah. like, you know, it's like, I'm sure people yeah. all over the world are throwing songs in this thing. It's like got tons of, yeah. so no one had ever heard that song. And, um, but she, we'd become close and she ended up doing this message at a team night. And it was honestly like she'd read the, it was like she'd read the lyrics to the song. Like the mm. message was called wow. like the, it was I think it was called the Uncharted or, and it was like Captain it was like all these things yeah so I went afterwards and I was like did you hear that song and she was like no what song and I was like I was like you're not gonna believe this I didn't send you a song so I sent it to her and um and then she ended up firing it to Joel and Joel really liked it and um and then off of the back of that we kind of started talking and became close and now he's one of my best friends yeah so it was, it was really. It was a really sort of crazy, cool time. Yeah. So you've written uh, so many great songs with United. Like So Will I is an yeah. unbelievable song. I will never forget when I first heard that song. I was sitting at a, I was on vacation with my wife in Italy. And mm -hmm. sit, we were just sitting at a cafe and I like threw on my headphones and I like kind of look out like at the new releases every Friday. And I remember when that one like dropped mm -hmm. and I was just sitting there playing it and like, it blew my mind. I like could not even believe the lyric, the lyrical content of that song. And I just got like a tear in my eye. My wife looked at me like, what, what's going on? I'm like, you have to hear it. You have to listen to the song. And, uh, and then Oh Praise the Name. Of course, it's like, just an unbelievable. I actually led Oh Praise the Name this past week at our church. But, but like, what's one song that really, like you still really feel that you've written yeah. that like when you play it, Cause you know, like when you like these songs, like so will I. You probably sing that song every single night, everywhere you yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, is there a song that you've written that you've been a part of that, like every night, you still really like feel it, like it's super fresh. I mean, honestly, so will I. Like it's, it's yeah. 
Yeah, as in, I, I, yeah. I don't think I'll ever grow familiar with that in the, because um, the yeah. way that it all came together, the, um, it just was like, it was so obviously a God thing. Like we, um, the, yeah. I, the initial, it started as this song with a friend, Michael Facken, and it was kind of like a fast, it was good, but it wasn't like, it wasn't amazing. I remember Joel yeah. heard that song and was like, oh, hey, like I've got some ideas. Do you mind if I like have a little mess with this? And I was like, no, please. Yeah, so the way that all sort of just came together was like definitely a, a God thing. We we started it. Um, it was this song. Joel kind of heard the initial concept of this song and really sort of immediately had this vision for um, for it, like with the, the changing choruses. Initially, it really was just a... yeah a normal sort of song structure. Yeah. But it had the idea of the hundred billion galaxies and it had yeah. a lot of the first verse was the same. And so he, in that, when he heard the hundred billion galaxies, then somewhere in his sort of like genius heard the hundred billion failures. And I remember he sent me through like an R after we talked about yeah. it. He sent me through this kind of a roadmap almost yeah. for the song. And as soon as I read it, I was like, Oh wow, this is going to be, this is going to yeah. be really special. And yeah. um, I remember replying to him at the time. I was like, oh, this is really cool, but like no one will ever sing it anymore. Yeah. And he replied, he was like, I think you'll be surprised what people will sing. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, dude, like there's no way, there's too many lyrics in this. But um, that has been one of the coolest things actually to, to actually hear people yeah. sing it and get it. Cause there's so, there's obviously so much in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, and, the, even even just as we continued to work on it, it felt like every time we got together or every time we texted, it just got like a little bit better. And often with songs, I find the more you work on it, it's almost like the worse it gets. Like yeah. after after a while, it's like you're just like you're, you're taking it away yeah. away from yeah. where it's going to go. But this yeah. one just felt like there was just a lot of little like things that just kept happening right up until the very last moment recording in the booth. And um. And even then I was just recording what I thought was the demo. Yeah. And, and so, and I, I was like, I remember at the time thinking like, this is quite a comprehensive demo. Like we're really kind of getting this. And then I guess my voice just never went, it never went, <laughs> it never went away. I didn't even know I was singing it till like a couple of days before it came out. Um, oh my God. So it was a, it was a cool kind of crazy process and seeing the way people, people responded to it and what yeah. it's, what it means to people. It's, it's been really special. And so I'll never yeah. take for granted that I get to be a, a part of that. Yeah. And, um, special song. It's so, so fun to lead. And, and There's no song like that song. Like it is very, very special, unique. Well, thank you. I mean, so you released your own album. Yeah. Recently, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. There's 32 tracks on this album. <laughs> so there's so 20. Tell me about that. Like, why are there 32, not 10? Yeah. So there's 25. There's 25 new songs, and then it would be 32 on Apple. There's like all the uh, the videos like acoustics or, or lyric yeah, videos. Yeah. yeah. That could have been um, like three three albums right there. It could have. Yeah. I. What? It was. It took me a long time to to do. So it's probably three years worth of um of work. Wow. And it was, it was really because I was just going through a lot personally and mentally. And I am, yeah. um, I was really sort of having a hard time with, I was wrestling with God a lot, I guess you could yeah. say. And so yeah. when I started writing it, 
I was probably, I was really in a pretty dark sort of place personally, but trying to wrestle towards the light. And yeah. so the song, or sorry, the album is almost like my diary entries from that point right yeah. through to, to a couple of months ago when I finished working on it. So are they chronologically it, from beginning of the album to the end? Or? No, they're not. I, I did think about that actually. Yeah. But they're from a dark in, place to a bright place. Yeah. It kind of does show that narrative, but it's more jumping back and forward. Okay. Um, yeah. Which I think is maybe actually also like a true representation of, of yeah. maybe that journey. Cause it's like, you have like a, yeah, there's good day. days, good times. Yeah. And a bad day. Yeah. Um, and I wanted it to feel like that. Like it wasn't like I walked away from God or it wasn't like I stopped. Um, yeah. But it was like one day faith looked like really knowing and trusting. And one day faith looked like walking in the dark, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's both of those things just working beside each other. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but I remember at the time my manager was like, Hey, I want you to, Oh, well, sorry. He wasn't my manager yet. He's just a friend, but he'd be like, when are you going to release your record? I want you to do a record. Like it'd be so sick. And, um, and I remember being like, dude, if I release this record now, it's just going to be the most depressing thing anybody's ever heard. And, yeah. and I, I'd be okay with that. If it was like my fourth or fifth record, if this was like my cold yeah. midnight moment, yeah. like the, yeah. you know, that's fine. But I was like, it's my first thing that I'm personally putting out into the world. Like I, that's not me. Like while it is who I am at the minute and I'm struggling, it's like, I, I need to point people towards some kind of light. And so mm -hmm. I kind of just kept writing until I find myself at least somewhere in somewhere a bit closer to that, where I could see a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. And so yeah. it's kind of the, it's me documenting a lot of that yeah. journey and struggle and it, it, stuff with like, even imposter syndrome and worship leading. Cause I'm like, I'm having, I'm having these thoughts in hindsight. I mean, like I'm, I'm in, I'm having depression and I'm like, right. Um, wrestling with God over all these other things. But I'm like in South America leading worship for 30,000 yeah. people. Yeah. And I right. like such, like, um, such an imposter. I was like, if these people knew what was going on in my head, they'd probably kick me off the stage. Yeah. But I was really trying my best in those moments to pursue God. It wasn't like I was, I didn't want to walk away from everything. I didn't want to walk away from faith. I didn't want to walk away from church. I was, yeah. there's a line in the first song, which was like, if faith is a fight, I'm going to win. Mm. And that was kind of what that was. That was me in the ring, just like still showing up, still being like, well, God, I don't know what I, like I'm struggling today, but I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to believe yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that took its toll, I think, emotionally as well yeah. uh, with the imposter syndrome thing. So a few of the songs, there's a song called Dancing With My Shadow, which is very much about that. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, there's a lot of, there's I, a lot of, uh, there's a lot in there. It's a, definitely an overshare. Yeah. Kind of go in yeah. on, <laughs> I kind of just lay it all out there. I love it, man. I, I get it. I feel like I've yeah. had for sure <laughs> seasons where I felt that way. Like, I do not yeah. even know if I feel or even like want to believe this right now but like it's your but i have like a job as a worship leader and i have to like be leading worship and i'm like i don't know and i'm sure there's a lot of other worship leaders who have that kind of feelings where there's like times where you just like i'm struggling and i don't really want to sing like this song right now that's on our set list but right but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I i remember i had this moment of passion a few years ago it would have been right before the pandemic it's 20 2019 to 2020 yeah. And the guys were up there. I think it was the passion team probably. And we'd done a, 
we've done like the New Year's Eve slot, which was really fun. And also yeah. chaos. Like I've got some funny stories from that night. But we, uh, I remember just sitting in the congregation and I, that was kind of right at this, not at the start. It was probably halfway through when I was really sort of struggling with stuff. And they started singing Waymaker. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, I, exactly what you're saying. Like I, yeah. like, like <laughs> I'm going to sing, like a part of me hates this song right now. Yeah, uh, but a part of me knows it's exactly what I need to sing. And I remember just yeah. standing there, like worshiping, crying my eyes out, almost as like a, I don't believe this, but I believe this. You know, like that yeah. absolute yeah. paradox of like, and I'm yeah. really grateful for the song for putting words in my mouth at that time where I just didn't like I I couldn't have yeah. written that myself. Yeah, at the time, but somebody else did, and I get to know. Yeah, but well, it's like fear. the yeah, and it's like the scripture too. It's like you know, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Exactly. You know, like I do believe like deep down, I know yeah. <laughs> that this is real. Yeah. And I, or, or even like, sometimes it's even like, I just really want to believe this is real. Right. But yeah. help me God in the areas where I just don't believe. Um, and I really think that God like meets people in that for sure. And I think you've probably seen that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I feel like in the, I mean, Kierkegaard, has this, it's this like a quote to the effect of, I'm butchering a little bit, but like faith cannot exist without doubt. Like if mm. it's not faith, if you say like I sat on this chair, I didn't really have to, I knew it was going to work. Now, every now and then I guess the chair breaks, but like yeah, it's when you're like, it's like that Indiana Jones moment where he's like jumping into the darkness, not knowing if something's there, but he, he gets caught. Yeah, And it's like, yeah. that's faith. It's like when you, when you actually don't know, know that you know, but yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, that's really where I think it's like that walk. It's Peter walking on the water. It's like, it's, yeah. I think that's where I'm not saying God isn't in the other stuff. And I love the moments where I know that I know, but I do yeah. think, I think he draws close in those yeah. moments. Where, isn't that um, interesting? It yeah. does almost seem like when you are desperate to find God is that that's when you find him. Right. Like, yeah. Like when you maybe are actually like losing faith and like really like at the end yeah. of your rope, like clinging yeah. to like, that yeah. is actually where you discover. Actually, I heard a pastor recently say uh, some um, at the end of your rope. Yeah. No, God's office is at the end of your rope. Wow. <laughs> so like yeah. when you are at the end of your rope, like you've exhausted all options yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you right. are just like desperate. You Completely. You find yourself in God's office. Like you... <laughs> That's, you, really that's cool. where you meet God. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I do think, yeah, that's, dude, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I appreciate you even sharing that. Now I need no. to hear, though, this passion story, though, about the fireworks, because I think we all saw that moment with, like, such an epic firework show with the, I think you guys were doing yeah. the, what's that song? People. Yeah. Is it yeah, called yeah. People? No, Good yeah, Grace. Yeah. Okay. I've got a lot of stories in that night. So that, I mean, it was so much fun. And doing the, like that whole thing was epic. The, um, we, okay. So we get there that night where we're, we have to start good grace on yeah. exactly like minus two fifty seven or something because yeah. fireworks had to go off in the big woe of the bridge. Right. But that's all manually. Like we've got to start the song at that yeah. time to make sure that we get there. Yeah. And so we have a set list all planned. We're all ready for it. In the rehearsal that day, we're playing the the bit at the end of People Where It Goes Fast, a little song called Echoes. 
which yeah. is going to be our dance party thing. And I start singing over the top of that um, Old Lang Zang. You know the New Year's? Uh, da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, I love that song. It, so I start singing that as a joke in the rehearsal. And Joel's yeah. like, oh, we should do that tonight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. He's like, and we should rewrite the words. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> dude. I don't know if that's a good idea. I was, we got yeah. four hours till, till the night. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what? You don't think we can do it? And I'm like, all right, okay, let's do it. Yeah. He like got me. So we go back to the hotel. We write lyrics, like new words for this thing. Yeah. And um, I'm like, okay, sweet. It's going to be, they're actually, they're really cool. They're like hopeful people. People are going to love this. Yeah. And so I go back and I um, sit down with the, I feel bad. I feel like I'm throwing them under the bus, but I sit down with the graphics operator and I'm like, Hey, please. Like we really need these words. Like I do not know them. We wrote yeah. them. An right. We just wrote them. Yeah. So, so we say that we, we were ready to go on stage, but the set before us, I'm not saying who it was, but the person before us kind of took a moment, if yeah. you will. And yeah. so our set is not, we just lost about 10 minutes at the front of our set, Uh-oh. which is fine song wise. Cause we'll do them at the end after, but the, the, the plan that we had is not entirely out the window because yeah. we need to start good grace at this specific time. Yeah. So we get up there. When we get up there, we realize we can't really change stuff on the fly because the band we're on the halfway line of the Mercedes Benz and the band's like in the end zone. So they're like, they're that size. So they can't yeah. see our hand signals. We have a mic in case of an yeah. emergency to talk to them, yeah. but the band or all their mics got put in the same place. So there's like seven mics and we're like, oh, trying no. to, none of them are working. The packs start. Cause we're so far away from the thing, the packs start dying. So like my pack died. And then Joel gets too excited and his pack flies off and falls down one of the grates that the monitors are in. So he lost <laughs> his pack entirely. Yeah. Mine's dead. And they get, they get me a new one, but there's just all this chaos is happening. Yeah. We get to the, we're about eight minutes out from New Year's. So we've got four minutes to kill our four-ish, but yeah. none of our songs are like short enough to, to get into that time. <laughs> And yeah. so Joel turns to JD. He's like, what am I going to do? And JD's like, if, if anyone knows how to like, if anyone knows how to ramble for four minutes, yeah. it's you like, no, you were born for this. And yeah. so Joel's like, okay, cool. So he goes up, he, he starts like preaching essentially, does this awesome word. And we, he lands it right on the moment and we start good grace and the fireworks yeah. go off and it's, it's all, it's awesome. I nearly yeah. got, I nearly got killed by a, by a, a pilot. By a, it was like a, it was a one came fire. down by you. Well, I jumped and then it went off right in front of me. And then the, the wind from the pyro just blew me <gasps> onto my back. It was crazy. Oh, anyway, okay. I was lucky. I was but that close to going up in flames. And um, then the, anyway, we do Good Grace. It's, it's awesome. We get to the end, right? And Joel somehow leads the whole of Good Grace in that stadium without a pack. So the, the slapback is just insane on the halfway line. Like, I don't yeah. even know how he did it. But anyway, he somehow does. We get to the end. And he's like, all right, I've got my Irish friends here today. We're going to sing a new song for you. He's like, all right, take it away, Ben. And so I go to sing this song, but the words, the words don't come up. And bear in mind, I don't even know the original. Like I'm. Oh, no. <laughs> so in front, the first thing I did in 2020, should have known then, in front of 80,000 people. And then whoever was watching on the thing was yeah. I literally sang gibberish to old Lang Syne. <laughs> And I was like, maybe if I thicken up my Irish accent, they'll think I'm singing in Gaelic. So I was like, oh. Irish land, I'm, I'm just <laughs> about 
making up just making up words to this song being like oh, yeah. how did this happen this is so embarrassing yeah and Joel thinks it's, he thinks it's going great because he doesn't have his pack on so he can't hear what's happening so we get to the yeah. end of it and i'm like thank goodness let's get me out of here and he's like let's sing it again is there we this? do you think that's on youtube somewhere i hope not <laughs> oh, they probably cut that bit out but the um and then jd actually broke his ankle that night as well he, he got too excited in one of the praise songs and, and he, he kept going to his credit he kept he was like i flew the whole way from australia i'm not getting off so he broke yeah. his ankle yeah, oh my gosh um, but That's the rest of this was awesome it was so fun and i mean pat there's nothing like passion like that many people yeah yeah so, that's such so a special people. night man it really is it's awesome but yeah so, that was our that's amazing, man. So what's something you learned during the process of writing and releasing this album? Oh, okay. Well, I learned in the future to probably just like, uh, yeah, I did it, which I think is one of the things I'm really grateful for is how many people are involved. Like it was almost like so many of the people that I've worked with over the last 10 years kind of in some way or another played a part in the making of this, which yeah. I'm really grateful for. And that's been really fun, but it also yeah. was a nightmare to try and like pull it all together. So I started it in Australia, worked on it in LA, worked on it in Nashville. I worked on it in Ireland. I worked on it in London. Um, so it's got, I couldn't even tell you how many engineers worked on it, like yeah. way wow. more than 10. And then when we're mixing it, it's like our mix guys in Sydney, but the producers in Nashville and I'm in LA and yeah. so we got like these three time zones trying to line it all up. It yeah. was just honestly chaos trying to get it over yeah. the line. Yeah. Um, my manager nearly died, I think. So I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just that, I think in the future, I will try at least the next thing I do, I will work to probably in one, one time zone in one time zone and yeah. I'll try and be there for the whole making of it. Cause yeah, it got, it got really, um, it got really tricky to do. So I definitely learned that. I think, it was really fun getting to write songs that, um, well, I think actually, to be honest, a lot of these songs were just coming out of me naturally. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, well, maybe I should make a record because these don't feel like they're going to work with United. Some of them maybe could, yeah. but they feel like I'm, I'm taking maybe one step further into whatever that direction is. Yeah. And so, um, and so they, yeah, so that kind of started the process, but then, so, and it was kind of fun to let myself go all the way there. Yeah. Um, I do feel like I've always had a lot of space with United to kind of say whatever I wanted to say, but it just felt like these things, they just, they, there was, yeah. it just wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. So, um, so that was really fun as well. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that. And, um, I also just working with all the people that, um, we got, I got to work with, like, it was yeah. super fun. Like Hank Bentley was a big part of the record and he was amazing. David Leonard. Um, yeah. and those guys are crazy. Um, there's just, there was honestly just so many great. Who were some of the other there. producers on it? Yeah. So, okay. So Hank, David, um, Justin Alfred, uh, J Judah, um, yeah. I don't forget anyone else. Then Chislet was a big part of it. He was almost involved in every song in some way, shape or form. Michael Chislet does yeah. a lot of all our United stuff. Um, Ben Tan, and then at the end, um, Danny McMurray drums for us, and Tenny, who's our uh, yeah. keyboard guy, both with United, they came in and did like some of the in between kind of tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then beyond that, a lot of this, yeah, it was a lot of producers. And then some of them I'd kind of did with just directly with engineers and then producers yeah. would come in at the end, kind of tidy it up a little bit. How'd you get um, such a, how'd you get a cohesive sound with that many different people involved? That's a good question. I and mean, we worked, I'd, I'd was, I guess I was trying to fight for that the whole time and make sure yeah. we had a cohesive sound. I don't actually, I think some of the songs, and that could be another reason why there's 25 is because some of the songs, if you just listen to them back to back, yeah. They probably won't make all that much sense. Yeah. But I think with the rec, if you listen to the record start to bottom, I think it does make sense. Yeah. So I yeah. think the way that the songs kind of move into each other and transition, yeah. and, um, I am actually pretty proud of how we were able to keep it cohesive with that much thing. Yeah. And we used the same, same mix guy for all of them. So he went on the whole journey okay. with me. Yeah. It was really nice. good. Ben Winkup. Um, so, is he related to Tim Winkup? Yeah, he is. He is? Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. That's um, awesome. yeah, so we went on that whole journey together, and he was amazing, especially at the end, trying to get 25 songs over the line. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that, that side of it, it was a real mammoth, but I'm really, I am actually really proud of it, and it's been really amazing to see the, the reception and even the way people have been, like, actually saying, oh, hey, I listened to this top to bottom, and I really loved it. I and mean, that means the world because yeah. it's, it's a pretty big time investment. I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes to actually yeah. listen to the whole yeah. So I, I'm so grateful for that and that people are actually receiving the record in that kind of way. Cause it really right. was, it was written like a record. The whole thing is the, is the story kind of yeah. put together. So um, is there any so, advice you'd give somebody like a worship leader who's interested in writing and releasing their own music? Yeah. Um, I mean, lots. I think, I, mean, I think with writing, um, I would say learn how to, um, find your voice. So mm-hmm. kind of what I was saying, what that prophecy did for me was it allowed me to be myself and figure out, okay, well, what is my unique voice? And I think yeah. that's made up of a lot of different things. It's made up of like the first church I ever went to in Ireland was the Salvation Army when I was a kid. It was big on yeah. hymns and brass. And I think that find its way into my writing. I studied like poetry in, as like in high school. And I think yeah. that became a big part of my writing, like there's all of these different sort of aspects, things that I grew up on, different things. My dad loved Frank Sinatra. Like it's just, I think just the mesh of all that made, give me a unique voice that yeah. only I have. And I think allowing myself to exercise that and, and use it, I think was where it finally made sense for me. I think when I was trying to write um, the sort of songs that other people would write, it, they just yeah. were worse versions them and so i think learn how to be yourself there's a book called writing better lyrics by pat patterson which i highly recommend i think that's a really good um way to kind of uh grow your chops a bit and um and i would say read it slowly like read a chapter a month and try to implement the whatever the yeah. that chapter is over the course of a month yeah um and i would say just get just get going with it i would also yeah. say co-writing is really important um i love there's very few songs in this record that I wrote by myself, maybe one or two. And they were the first songs I've ever published that I was the only writer on. So yeah, wow. I, think, I think co-writing is really big, even just because you save yourself so much time. Like if I write an idea on the piano by myself, I am like, is this good? Is it not good? I think it's good. And then you work on it for like four hours and then you listen the next day and you're like, oh no, it's actually really bad. Whereas if there's someone in the room with you, you see that on their face immediately. They don't even have to say anything. You just see by their reaction, whether it's a good idea or not. So I think the initial 
just uh, whatever that is. What would you call that? Like the, the yeah, just working with someone, you're getting instant feedback. That's what it is. Yeah, and right. um, I think that's really really helpful. Um, yeah, just for from a time perspective. So I think working yeah. with people, especially trying to work with people that are better than you, I I learned so much from. I mean, I had such a unique, amazing opportunity to get to be around all these guys that have been writing amazing yeah. songs for a long time. So Marty was really, Marty worked a lot with me, pretty much just investing in me and trying to make me a better writer. Same with Ben Fielding and Joel over the years. And like, I've just, yeah. it's really, it's, I'm very privileged in that regard. Yeah, they're all so great they, writers. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> yeah. I saw you also wrote a song with John Guerra, which he's a great writer oh, too. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. He produced on that. Um, he produced on Faith Is as well. I forgot about that. John's amazing. I mean, yeah. I heard when I heard his record, the um, the last one he put out, Keeper of Days, on it, and yeah. I just I was like, oh wow, this is like, I've been missing this in yeah. my life. Like this is, um, and so after that, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, would you would you want to work yeah. together? And we have a friend, we have a mutual friend, Chris, my, my manager. So, um. Yeah, he's amazing. Dude, that's uh well, I'm so glad. Man, thank you so much for even taking the time to talk about just your story yeah, and this album and I'm gonna encourage everybody to go listen to it. Thank and you. uh man, have a good time out there on tour. I will. I will. And hey, thank you so much. Thanks for all you do. And um Yeah, man. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yep. Hopefully I'll see you all out right. there again one of these days. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. Yep. Thanks, see you, brother. Man. Thank you. All right, you guys, great conversation with uh, Ben Hastings. Make sure you go check out his album, Benjamin William Hastings. It's on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to music, I'm sure. Um, tons of great music on there. So go check that out. And um, hope you guys have a great time uh, listening to the album all the way through. Uh, and make sure you hit the subscribe button if you want to stay in touch for uh, future interviews. So hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you next time for Loop Life. This is Matt. Thanks for listening. Hey, let us know what's the main thing you learned from today's talk. Write it down in the comments. Send us a DM. We hope to hear from you soon.